it's Brandi Taylor. Welcome to the Business Beauty Network Podcast, where business meets beauty. It's not just lipstick, it's business. We will share thought-provoking conversations with business and beauty professionals. Our goal is to empower, motivate, and inspire you to take your business to the next level. The Beauty Pro Mastermind Program is an amazing community for beauty pros and beauty brand owners who wish to fine-tune their minds for success through clarity and focus, mastering client attraction strategies, diversify their income, and so much more. If you're a serious beauty pro who is great with self-paced learning and open to change from the inside out and serious about leveling up in these areas, then the Beauty Pro Mastermind Program is for you. Find out more and sign up for a free beauty pro discovery call today. Hey, welcome to the podcast. I am super excited to share today's episode with you. I have an awesome show in store for you today. But before we get into that, the first thing I want you to do is make sure you're subscribed. Subscribe to the Business Beauty Network podcast wherever you listen. Make sure you do that. Also, I want to connect with you. So follow me on Instagram at I am Brandy Taylor. I would definitely respond back, DM me, and you can also share your favorite episode, whatever episode that you're listening to. Just screenshot it and tag me in the stories at I am Brandy Taylor on Instagram. I look forward to connecting with you there. Also, we are actually looking for potential guests, interns, people that want to get into media, that are interested in podcasting, that love the beauty industry. Contact us at hello at businessbeautynetwork.com. That's hello at businessbeautynetwork.com. We are looking to connect with more people. We definitely are looking for more guests that are in the beauty industry to share more phenomenal stories. And we're also looking for more people to connect with um, potential hosts, potential show ideas and different things like that. So we're definitely looking for some interns and to hire a few more people for the podcast. So if you're interested in any of that, you can definitely email at hello at businessbeautynetwork.com. But now that we have all of that out of the way, I cannot believe that this is the last Monday of August and summer is just about over, but my favorite season is coming and that's the fall. So I'm super excited for that. But yeah, August is over. So we're getting ready to step into a new month. It's officially the fall season is coming. And I just want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to bet on yourself. I want to encourage you that in spite of what it looks like to keep going, in spite of what it looks like, just keep going. Don't quit. Don't give up. Stay consistent. It may not seem like it's paying off, but it's working. Whatever you've been doing, sometimes it's like that. I know I've been really busy doing a lot of things and I'm like, it's not really seeming like it's paying off, but it is. And so you just stay consistent and just be grateful and focus on gratitude and really give yourself a pat on the back for your small wins along the way. I feel like a lot of times we're so busy trying to get to the big win that we forget to celebrate the small wins along the way. So celebrate the small wins, bet on yourself, don't give up, don't quit, keep going, it's gonna pay off. I had a great interview with Alika Thrash. Alika and I connected some years back at like a natural hair event and we've been connected ever since on social media. I finally got a chance to talk to her recently and we had a few phenomenal conversations and I absolutely enjoyed having her on the podcast. She has a phenomenal story. She's definitely a serial entrepreneur, very creative, and she's very, really down to earth and she has a lot to share, right? She has a lot to share and she's just a very talented person. I think you're really going to enjoy this interview. Here is a little bit of Alika's bio. Alika's purpose is to inspire individuals to live authentically. 
Her mission is to cultivate beautiful experience of authenticity that inspires and influences others through multimedia, including blogging, photography, videography, audio, interactive content. Alika is known for her blog, Naturally ACT, that encourages the importance of taking care of yourself both on the inside and out. She feels privileged to use her gift of noticing the inner beauty in others and portraying the beauty through her multimedia creative agency, ACT Photo Media. Alika is the co-founder of Kinky Hair Connection, an annual event created to connect, support, and encourage naturals as well as those considering transitioning into a natural hair lifestyle. Her newest venture, Wrapped by ACT, is the expression of Naturally ACT through fabrics and headdresses. The head wrap line empowers those who choose to adorn themselves with a sense of pride and provides an outlet for creativity. I think you're really going to enjoy this interview, and here it goes. Hey, welcome to the podcast. It's your host, Brandy Taylor. We have an awesome guest today, Alika Thrash. Welcome, Alika. Hey, hey. Hey, girl. So I'm super excited to talk to you today. So before we get into your business and all the awesome things you're doing, tell us something about yourself that most people would not know. Oh, that's a good question. I think that's a hard question for me to answer because I'm pretty transparent. I think um, I might be an overshare. So um, let me think something that people may not know. Oh, this is a good one. Um, I was actually talking to my friend about like going glamping, not quite camping. And the idea of like actually staying in the middle of nowhere and going like walking a trail and stuff. And she looked at me and she was like, you? And I was like, absolutely. I was like, I like the idea of like being out in nature and then going back to a really comfortable environment. So I think that might be something that people don't know about me that I do actually enjoy um, a form of outdoor life, not the fullness thereof. (laughs) Cool, cool. Now, I haven't heard that term before. Is that like a new thing? What's glamping? Like, I haven't heard I don't know if it's new or if it's just something because it's something that I enjoy, but I know about. Um, But basically, it's like luxury or glamorous, I think is where it came from, glamorous camping. So it's the idea of still being able to like go walking on trails. I'm not about mountain climbing, but people who do like mountain climbing and just actually be out in true nature, but also want the the glam, so to speak, of staying at like a resort if they do something like maybe out of the country or even somewhere kind of secluded or even like um, how like van life is super popular. So you make, you know, a sprinter van or an extended ram really comfortable with a full size bed and kitchen, all the things, all the amenities that you would want in like a home or in a hotel, but you have like literally in your vehicle or like RV life, right? It's kind of all the same thing, but in a more luxurious, glamorous type of way. Awesome. Awesome. I haven't heard of it before, but it sounds interesting though. Yeah. So, so that's something that I think most people will be surprised that I'm into. Yeah, yeah, I, I I can see that for sure because I wouldn't take you as a you know a camping girl. <laughs> yeah, I don't like. I'm not the real camper. I don't want to set up a tent and lay on the ground. I don't want right. to eat outside. I don't want to do all that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you, but you love nature. I think I probably could get a, away with the glamping thing because I do love nature and everything. But like you said, I don't want to sleep on the ground, right? Mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> all of that, but I probably could, you know get outside and do some things and take advantage of some of the fun activities without having to really camp for real, for real, right? Yeah, I don't want to rough it. I have no desire to rough it. <laughs> While we're on the camping subject, have you seen like that Naked and Afraid show? 
Oh yeah. Oh my. Wait a minute. I know it's not campy, but yeah, no, absolutely. It's not campy at all, but it makes you wonder and think back to uh, you know, the start of you know, human nature, like how we've evolved yes. and how at one point we live like that. Like, because I could not imagine, like I wouldn't even put myself through that type of competition. Absolutely not. Absolutely. And I'm not competitive. So that would be even worse for me. I'm not competitive. And then you put me in a situation where I have nothing. Absolutely. Nothing. No, no I mean, literally, you're bare naked. Yes. Like, I, I could not figure it out. Make your own clothes, figure out your food, shelter. I have no desire. I mean, they are, they're eating bugs and killing alligators. I just, I don't know. No. I'm good. They can have that. I feel you. I feel you. Awesome. Well, Alika, tell us a little bit about your business, like what you're doing now. I know you're a serial entrepreneur doing a variety of things, but tell us a little bit about your background. Yeah. So um, I am a photographer by trade. I went to school for photography, commercial photography. I did a two-year program, then I went on to a four-year program. So I have a bachelor's in um, journalism with an emphasis in visual communications. So I absolutely love telling stories, sharing stories, um, especially through images and then in turn words, and then now video. So that is my passion. I absolutely love that part of what I do. And then I um, also started a blog back in 2014, uh, or maybe it was 15, 14 or 15, and it was naturally ACT. And it's all, all my businesses are a play on my names. So I have ACT Photo Media, naturally ACT, and then wrapped by ACT is my head wrap line. And that was birthed out of my blog, which is naturally ACT. Um, and they all just basically, like I said, are a, a version of my name. So ACT, photo media alika's charming thrash photography um and so forth so i actually it's kind of funny i never thought of myself as an entrepreneur i still think it's kind of weird to call myself that i always had this idea that i was going to work a full-time job and do additionally what i loved on the side so I, my goal was like have a job that i enjoyed and then when i got off work i got to do the things that i truly love which was photography which was blogging and sharing my story which was head wraps and teaching people how to do head wraps and then in January, my work situation became very uncomfortable. Uh, for lack of a better word, it was pretty toxic and I had to quit. So that kind of forced me to say, oh, Alika, you are legitimately an entrepreneur and full-time self-employed. Um, but yeah, that was never a part of my plan. I always thought I was going to have a hustle on the side of full-time work. Well, that's interesting um, how, how it all came about. So you were, you were okay with the hustle. You like that gave you the opportunity to do your passions, but you had a real job, right? Yes. But now it's like shifted for you. Um, like you were telling me even before the pandemic, you had to kind of make the shift. So yes. let's talk about like the shift. Like, so you, you had been doing photography for a while. And then let's talk about how you started getting into the blogging. Like where, where that started and where it's taking you up until now. Yeah, so I started my blog, Naturally ACT, as a way to encourage people on their natural hair journey. Uh, I saw, of course, a ton of YouTubers out there, and I was terrified to do it back in 2008 when I originally, my very first blog was 2008, and I actually deleted it because I just didn't want to, the judgment. And then in 2015 or 14, my mentor um, was like, you need to stop giving this information away for free. Like, she literally was like, you're done. Stop giving information for free and you need to create something out of this. And because of her encouragement, actually her event. So her name is Beverly and she has an, uh, an event called Confident Living. And um, at one of her conferences, she gave me an opportunity to speak. And it went over so well. People said, OK, that 15 minutes was not enough. We need more. From that, I created my very first blog post and then hosted my very first natural hair workshop. So that is how 
the whole naturally ACT, me sharing my experience about my hair, encouraging others to love their hair. My biggest thing was self-confidence and self-worth through our hair, whether that be wearing a head wrap, you know, whether that be just combing your hair um, is how it all got started. And I absolutely have loved the journey and what people have said, Alika, you literally changed my life by helping me understand that my hair is great. Uh, so that's how my blog got started. Great, great. And I know now your blog has evolved because you have started your head wrap line. So at what point did you start the head wrap line and, you know, how did it evolve to this? Yeah. So in 2017, I um, started incorporating head wrap tutorials. So I was showing people how I wear head wraps. I'm really big on wearing head wraps, whether you're having a bad hair day, you just want to cover it up whether it's a way to show um, proud to be an African-American woman, a black woman in America from all the history of what head wraps mean. Um, and also just the styles upgrade your look a little bit by throwing some beautiful fabric on your hair. So I was teaching head wrap classes. Most of the people who came to my class were like, Alika, why can't I just purchase a head wrap from you? And I was like, I don't want a physical, I don't want a physical product. I enjoy teaching this. Go to these three companies that I would recommend to buy head wraps. And my best friend looked at me one day and she was like, again, people in your corner, right? you're leaving money on the table. You should do something with this. So I took some sewing classes and learned very quickly that I do not enjoy sewing and it takes me too long. So I hired a seamstress or a sewist and she and I have co-collaborated on creating the different head wraps that I have. Um, from that, I did a soft launch at an event. I'm also a co-founder for Kinky Care Connection and I did um, a soft launch. So I had head wraps available and sold out that first day. And I was like, okay, I have something here. So it took me about another year to truly take it seriously. I did a program called Spring GR in Grand Rapids, and it's an incubator for small businesses to get started, or if you've already been established to help you understand what it means to be a small business. And um, it's so funny, I wrote my uh, pitch the night before. So part of the program is everybody in the cohort gets to pitch their business. And it's just a way for you to be able to understand the background, you know, have all the information so that, you know, Monday, maybe you can make money off of your pitch. And I remember staying up the night before and was like, I'm just going to get this done. I ain't trying to win. I'm just going to do this assignment. And I actually won the site celebration for the pitch competition. And then from there, we had um, the full pitch competition where I was competing against three other brands. There was four of us pitching. And I won first place, first place. And that was in 2019, December, 2019. And that to me was like the, the push to say, I can do this, you know, that for these judges to say, you know what, we think that you, excuse me, that you are deserving of this, these funds to go make your business go further. And from there, I've just been like running with it. And it's amazing because even this summer, I'm on another pitch competition through uh, Grind Pretty which is an organization outside of Atlanta. And it was all virtual. So I submitted my virtual video and I won second place in that. So those kind of were ways for me to say, you know what, I'm already selling, but people have actually wanted to invest in my business through these pinch competitions. Let's take this to the next level. Yeah, awesome. And I think a lot of people sleep on pitch competitions and things like that, or just mm -hmm. applying for different things and writing. And I always, you know, if I see something that I think I might qualify for for my business, I'm like all for it, you know, and I always encourage my clients to do that as well. A lot of people sleep on that. And I love that. I want to go back for a second. You talked about like you, you were thinking about doing, you know, YouTube and you shied away from that a bit. You wanted to start the blog early on in 2008, but you didn't do it. 
it took like that mentor to give you the push yeah. to actually start the blog. And then she even gave you another push to monetize it. So let's talk about how you went about, you know, really branding yourself and getting the blog out there and monetizing it. So I think two things. One, like I said, my mentor really being in my corner telling me that I could do it. She did. She literally did nothing for me in the sense of making my business work. Right. She was I would show her an idea or talk through something and she'd be like, yep, this is good. No, this is not good. So just having her as a support system was huge for me. And then from that, using my background in journalism, the fact that I had the skills of what it meant to be a storyteller, that I understood what the narrative was and why it was important to have a narrative. Um, Taking some business classes helped me understand like why, you know, knowing and understanding your brand matters and knowing that it's going to evolve. Like I think I've changed my logo for ACT Photo Media like three times, right? So having that knowledge from my traditional education, I think really helps me hone the the idea that I had and made it more valuable um, and then eventually be able to monetize off of it. And I think for me and that it was really important for me to make sure that I cultivated and built really, really healthy relationships, whether it's just with like regular friends or business friends to help me be able to like bounce, bounce ideas off of, to make sure that I was creating a product and offering services or just sharing my story in a way that people could relate to. Um, because I think sometimes as entrepreneurs, we like, we become so siloed that we forget like there's a community of people around us who want us to be great or at least if you choose the right people around you so I think for me number one having that mentor who saw something in me that I didn't have number two the fact that I did have some formal education and three I have an amazing like huge support system um, are the reasons why I was able to like even just quit my job this year is because I had that support I already had a foundation a business foundation that allowed me to be able to do that. Yes, and I think those things are very important. You know, having a mentor really shift things for me. I've been, you know, at this whole entrepreneurial thing for a while, but when I started, when I got a mentor and a coach and those things, that was very helpful for me. But then also you had skills already, and a lot of us do utilize the skills that you already have, you know, figure out how you can, you know, utilize those things to help you in your business. And then a support system is very, very important. I, I learned that entrepreneurship can be a very lonely space. And a lot of people, when they start businesses, they go through depression and all types of things. And they don't realize that some of these things are really normal, like, you know, to feel lonely, to go through those things. But if you don't have other entrepreneurial friend, entrepreneur friends or other people who are like-minded, it can be hard and it can yes. be very lonely. And, you know, and sometimes it can cause you to quit if you don't have the right support system. So it's really great to make sure that you have the right connections. And if you don't have it, find it, get it, you know, be very strategic about that. But there are people out there who are open to share other entrepreneurs that you would connect with that can, you know, operate as a support system for you when you're going through this so that you don't do the thing alone, because it can be definitely a lonely journey for sure. So yeah, I think that's great. And so you, you having a mentor and a support system and all those things allows you to monetize the blog. And then you, you took off with the, with the hair wraps, which is phenomenal. But I know now you've even, you know, you say you, you left your nine to five, uh, this year, the top of this year, and now you've even shifted to using a blog in a different way. So let's talk about like how you're using a blog now. 
Yeah. So my blog started out 100% about uh, natural hair as a natural hair enthusiast. Uh, again, trying out products, showing people my experiences with the products that I was using, getting sponsors from um, hair products that I enjoyed and being able to give them to people for free. And yeah, just explaining from my perspective what it was like to learn to love my hair after having a perm. And then from there, I realized that Although it was good to be able to have this blog centered around hair, to me, it felt very surface that all I was doing was sharing like hair products and giving hair tips and tricks, which I still do very much. But I wanted to be able to be more true and authentic to my purpose. And I believe my purpose is to live my life authentically and show others how I do that. So hopefully they can be inspired to do the same. So I uh, changed my blog or transitioned my blog to not just be about hair, but be about how I have overcome and I'm continuing to overcome depression and sadness through hair beauty, all the things. So I intentionally, as like a photographer, I photograph myself a lot. So I go out and intentionally take pictures of myself with the idea of like, let me talk, let this picture be a tool of how I talk about how I have, you know, overcome a super um, intense sadness episode for a week or how I have um, been dealing with fibroids. So another thing that I talk about on my blog is having uterine fibroids and they're non-cancerous tumors that live inside your uterus and for some like me cause severe pain. And I was really, it was really important for me to share like this exists. We hear about all the time from especially like white women or women from other races about like endometriosis and all these things, but it's like women are suffering And like three times the black women, excuse me, are suffering at three times the rate from uterine fibroids, but we're not talking about it enough. And there's not enough research to understand why it exists and how we can heal our body. So I like to use my blog for those three purposes. Number one, using fashion and beauty to overcome my depression and sadness. Number two, educate people on uterine fibroids and sharing my journey. And number three, still definitely highlighting my favorite hair products or hair tools that I'm using. Um, constantly. So those are the three focuses for my blog now as I shifted it from just being about hair conversations. Um, So yeah, that's how I made that change. And I made that change about three years ago-ish. It was kind of slow. It wasn't overt. It was more like I would post something about hair and then, or post three things about hair and then like one post about like what I was feeling. And then I started to like intermingle all three of those topics kind of together to use hair as the tool to share. Like this is like, depression is real. And sometimes it's like literally like a chemical imbalance or hormonal changes or issues that have passed down from, you know, generation to generation. And like, this is how Alika is dealing with it. And hopefully by you reading what Alika is dealing with, you can either know what questions to ask your doctor or to go seek out help from a therapist um, or to, you know, just find the right community of people who can support you in your journey. And again, I do that through talking about hair and beauty. Great. Now, how, what are some ways that you overcome depression through hearing music? So one of the ways is like legit doing my hair. So a uh, part of, at least for my depression is, um, will be this bout of like being very difficult to get out of the bed. So one of the things like when, in my worst case, the, all I would literally do was get out of the bed, take a shower, eat like junk food in my bed. Like get out of the bed, shower, get back in the bed and eat junk food. That was like the extent of what I could do and not taking care of my hair, not combing my hair, like just taking a shower. That was the extent. And I noticed like the shower made me feel better. Right. So I think that there's a lot of people who suffer from depression and can't even get themselves to the shower. So for me, a shower made me feel better. So then I started to realize like, well, if the shower is making me feel better, I wonder if me like doing my hair would make me feel better. 
And it totally did, right? So me doing my hair made me feel better. And then me talking about online, what my hair looked like made me feel better. So since I'm already like using that platform to talk about hair, now why did not I talk about how I got to that point of doing my hair, which was to feel better. Um, so that's how I've kind of shifted it from just sharing, like I said, hair experiences to like, okay, well, I haven't washed my hair in two weeks and it looks terrible. This is what my hair looks like under this head wrap look at what it looks like afterwards and how much better I feel. You can tell in the tone of my face, right? The fact that I'm either, not even necessarily smiling because it's not about smiling, but you can literally tell inside out, at least externally for me, that I was feeling better by literally just styling my hair or putting a head wrap on and intentionally putting a head wrap on, a head wrap on that matched a certain look for me. Or I'm really big on supporting um, small black businesses, especially women-owned businesses. And I've been like that for years, like pre now that it's a trend. And I know, um, or excuse me, August is small black business month. But like before that was a thing that was big for me. So I would share the companies that I loved on my blog. And those things made me feel better, made me happy. And it helped me get out of bed. It helped me think past my own personal sadness or whatever. Um, so I think that was, those were tools to just get myself to like function. And then I was like, well, why not? I, why not share that with somebody? Or I think about like um, experiencing loss and thank God I haven't lost anybody like super, super close to me, but I've experienced a lot of loss in my life. So sharing like, here's our, my, here are my experiences. Here's a way that I cope with missing someone that I know that will never return or having a really bad day at work and my boss treating me terribly. Here's how I combated that frustration or situation. Um, or like the foods that I eat, right? Like changing my diet, talking about how I changed my diet, how on my the fibroid side of things, I wasn't in as much pain because I chose to eat these things versus something else. So it literally just shifted from just just showing what I did to my hair to the journey to getting to get my hair done to the journey to trying to change my the way I eat um and I let that be the fullness of who I am versus just one thing I'm not just a person who talks about hair I'm a person that talks about every facet of my life that I feel comfortable with sharing so I love that I think that is awesome how you were able to utilize those things to help you get through and then also be a resource for other people and I'm pretty sure that you just sharing your story there may be other people who experience similar things but could not verbalize it or share it and just reading what you went through they may be able to resonate, you know, find something that where they could resonate with and say, oh, okay, I'm going through that too. Mm -hmm. And if she's going through that, then, you know, okay, maybe I can try something or maybe I can see what can work for me. And I love the way you said as well about, you know, taking a shower made you feel better. And then you just took that into your hair and all those other things. Well, I always say like, when you look good, you feel good. And sometimes people think that that's like, you know, a surface thing. But honestly, I, I've seen a shift in myself just sprucing myself up versus me not sprucing myself up I really felt much better to go out when I would do a little something to myself versus when I just did not do anything there was a difference in how I carried myself there was a difference in how I presented myself to the world and how I felt about myself I, my confidence was boosted when I looked good and so I think beauty is very important mm -hmm. and it's very important that sometimes you know we just need to do those things for ourselves and practice self-care and all those things and I, I think it's phenomenal that you're using your blog that way this episode is sponsored by Coleman Tax hoping you see the beauty in your numbers Coleman Tax is a boutique tax firm that exclusively serves beautypreneurs. We help you save money by using tax planning, 
and by getting your beauty business finances organized for you to make the best decisions for your business. Book your free tax strategy call at thebeautycpa.com. Thank you so much. I think it's funny because um, I uh, was staying with friends while I was visiting and I got like put a cute, you know, a cute outfit on or whatever. And they were like, "Ooh, where are you going? And I was like, nowhere. They're like, "Ooh, you got really cute to go nowhere. I was like, exactly. Like, I didn't get cute for anyone but me. Like, right in my room by myself feeling fabulous um so yeah absolutely I definitely think it's inside out and recognizing like it's not about vanity I know I did a post the other day where I talked about how a lot some people look at beauty as in like putting makeup on on putting a really nice outfit on as vanity when it's not always about being vain it's about put, literally putting your best foot forward for you first because it's not about external and then like I'm a believer right so I believe that if I am truly a reflection of Christ then like I got to be fly, right? And it doesn't mean literally like getting dressed up and putting makeup on, but I got to be fly that when I walk outside the house, I'm still representing him. Um, And then that is another tool that I use to say, you know what, let me get up and get dressed today. Like taking a shower is great, but like taking a shower and putting back on sweats, no. Even if I'm not leaving the house, taking a shower and actually getting dressed, like is better for my it's for my mental health. Or I think it's funny. I was, I did another blog post about adulting and how it's so annoying to have to fold clothes and put them away. And somebody was like, yeah, I stopped folding clothes a long time ago. And I was like, well, I fold clothes for my mental health. So like, even just those things are, it's what some people seem is so trivial really just helps you mentally feel better and be better. And sometimes it's not about feeling. It's actually about the being the act to do better. Yes. Yeah, interesting. Um, because Sometimes I create and to get through things. <laughs> so I'll start creating different things and, you know, letting my artistic, you know, juices flow. And I, it helps me. It helps me. It's very therapeutic for me. So like you said, folding clothes and things like that. And so whatever works for you. And I just recommend, I want to talk about this too, because there is a lot of people, because there's a lot going on in this world. Yes. And so if, if, if you are suffering from depression, we're not saying that we're experts on what to do, but definitely seek help. Definitely get some resources, if therapy, whatever it is for you, but seek some type of help to help you with that. And I'll definitely leave some information because I do have some free therapy resources. I'll leave information in the show notes. But if that's something that you are suffering with, you know, talk to someone, seek some type of help, but at the very least, try to do something that could be very therapeutic for you. Like just like sprucing yourself up, getting yourself ready, taking a shower could be a start. And then maybe, you know, finding some other resources as well. But I just wanted to say that, but I think that, you know, that is awesome. And I'm glad we're talking about this because I don't think that is talked about enough. Honestly, I don't. Mm-mm. especially like I think from the angle that I am attempting to come from it right a lot of people talk about the mental health aspect after something really bad happens or uh, and sometimes something really bad doesn't have to be the extreme of something as horrible as like a shooting but like it could be just something as super bad as like someone realizing that they forgot to eat for multiple days like whatever big or small for you the conversation isn't had enough to know like oh I'm not the only person I'm not the only person who may need medication to focus when it comes to like being ADHD as an adult, or I'm not the only person who needs to talk to my therapist twice a week versus once a week, like realizing that there are so many other people who are going through something similar to you that you can relate to. 
outside of, you know, definitely seeking actual help, whether it be from a doctor or a therapist, but like the community that it's around you is, is, is vastly important. I have a friend now who we are literally each other's accountability. So we'll text or call each other or stop by or whatever that looks like for us to say, okay, did you get the three things that's done that you said you were going to get done? So that accountability just helps in that next level to say, okay, yes, I'm good. Or no, I'm having a really bad day and I can't function. Okay, cool. Let's go for a walk. Right. It's, it's about recognizing from, you know, so many different standpoints, like you don't have to go through it alone, literally like bring somebody alongside of you. And then also realize that you are probably not the only one feeling this way in a way to not say, um, not to make yourself feel bad to just, but to let yourself know that I am not alone, that it is okay for me to ask for help, that it is okay for me to seek therapy um, or do whatever tools that I need to do to make me a better person. Because we can spend so much time making other people better, but if we're not okay, it's null and void. Right, right. So talking about better, like what do you do to keep yourself motivated? Like, I know I listen to audio books, podcasts, all types of things. I'm always trying to find something to help me because because especially with everything going on in the world, being a mom, a wife, an entrepreneur, I need to make sure I take you know, take care of me and feed myself. So what do you do? Like, where do you hang out? What are some things that you're into? Absolutely. So um, I love how that you brought up being wife, mom, all the things, because I am none of the things. It is just Alika. The only person that I am responsible for is me. And as much in that is it, um, as much of that that is in, unintentional in the sense of like not dating anyone. It's also very intentional because I'm not seeking a relationship. I am seeking to be whole and complete within myself, um, according to Christ. And I say that because I don't even think enough people acknowledge what it means to be single and still be struggling, what it means to be single and not feel like you have that support system or someone to lean on. Um, and being a true solo person, I find that it is extremely important to build the right community around you to have a mentor to have for me I had my so I'm no longer with the mentor that I was with but I had her for years and then transitioned to business coaches so my mentor had like we had a personal relationship right and then my business coach he don't know me from Adam and not and when I say he doesn't care about me I don't I mean in the sense of we don't have a personal relationship Everything that we talk about is, Alika, what are you going to do to build your brand? Alika, how, what do your numbers look like? Alika, what can you be doing to make more money? Alika, what are you doing to make sure that you are taking rest in between that? It's nothing personal with me. So I think having a mentor, making sure you have a business coach who, if you are an entrepreneur or if you are someone who, who was like me and wants to stay in the nine to five, having some type of mentor or coach within that realm to make sure that you have somebody who's holding you accountable, somebody who's encouraging you when you need encouragement and also being like, all right, get up, like it's enough, get to work. Um, and then lastly, a true support system when it comes to friends. Again, as a single person, I was very intentional about the circle that I was around. I was very intentional about the friends that I literally call friends and what they mean to me and what I can be for them. Like I literally had a conversation with my friend last night where I was like, I think I need to ask you questions in a different way to get the answer. And she's like, well, I think that I need to do better at just answering your question in a simple way. And the fact that we could have that conversation and not be frustrated with each other, not be in an angry state, but to say, you know what, our relationship matters so much that we both want to figure out how to communicate to each other better. And I think that is extremely important. I can only speak from that 
and the aspect as a single person. But I think those three things are what has made me be the success, so to speak, that I am today. Um, I had a conversation again with another friend who I posted a flashback of an event that I held. And I was like, man, I kind of missed this. I kind of want to do it again. And within 20 minutes of her seeing that post, she's like, okay, here's a location that you can potentially have it at. Go ahead and reach out to some sponsors. I will talk to so-and-so about getting um, the caterer together. And I was like, I posted that just from like wanting to post something on Facebook. It wasn't this in this intentional idea of I'm about to do this event again. And she was like, well, why not? Like, so having the people in my life where I'm, where I'm not even thinking of my next and they can call Mm -hmm. me and say, okay, so how can I help you do what's next? Like what's next in your life? Um, What next idea do you have? I think, yeah, those three things are super intentional. I'm gonna say them one more time, having some type of personal mentor, somebody who you kind of have more of an intimate relationship, some type of coach, that is going to care about you in the sense of, I just want you to be successful, but I don't necessarily care about you as an individual. And I know that kind of sounds crazy, but there's an intentionality in what a coach can do versus what a mentor can do. And then true friendships, relationships that people who will just hold your hand when you want to cry and then help you pick up the pieces when you're ready to pick up the pieces. Those three types of people in your life, or at least for me, have been essential in being this, again, success air quotes that I am today. Yeah, I think I agree. I need all those things as well. But what about when you can't connect with the mentor, the coach and all of those things and and great people? Because those are great things to have. What do you do then? Like, is there a certain book? Is there a certain thing you listen to? Is there a mantra? Yeah, absolutely. I'm really big on affirmations. So um, I say different affirmations every day. Okay, let me actually backtrack backtrack number one first and foremost is prayer for me is literally spending personal intimate time with christ whether it be reading scripture listening to um, a sermon or something that connects me back to who i believe is my creator that is number one and then from there i absolutely love um, physical books and audiobooks i don't have a favorite at the top of my head right now um, but the book that i have been talking about most recently on my um, blog and stuff has been Dare to be Brave, I think it is by Brene Brown. Um, that is my current one. And hers, that's coming more from the leadership standpoint, but I really enjoy that book. I'm currently reading, I'm reading like three books uh, Dare to Bloom. Um, and it's like doing beginnings well and endings well, something like that by uh, Zim Flores and then uh, Bamboozled, Bamboozled by Jesus. How I think it's like how Jesus helps me create the life that I wanted by um, Yvonne Orji. So those are the um, three books that I am currently reading. Alex L has been huge. She is fantastic at providing um, the I am statements when it's like, I am able to forgive myself. I am able to let go of things that have harmed or hurt me. I am powerful. I am strong. I am creative, things like that. So um, people and tools like that, I think are huge. Um, So I do both audiobooks and then physical books where I read them and then um, music is great. And for me, not even necessary music with words. I listen to a lot of instrumentals where it's literally just like the flute playing or a saxophone or a guitar, where it's just music. I do too. I'm a jazz girl. You're a jazz yes. girl. Yes. Yes. 
like just something about the instrument and mm-hmm. listening to an instrument um, really brings me peace. I'm really big on that. Um, and then there was one more that I was going to share, but I can't remember what it is. And then just, you know, traditional music too. So like when I feel like I want to be super empowered, you know, Beyonce, right? Like I'm right. Woman, hear me war type things. But then also something that's like super relaxing and calming, um, like Israel Holton or um, Maverick Music are also definitely on my tops. But yeah, books, um, I am statements, affirmations, those are huge outside of having a true support system. Great, great. I agree with all of those things for sure. So in addition to being a blogger and, you know, you have the head wraps and you talk about your success with that, you also are a photographer and you help brands with their brands. So mm-hmm. let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So I started out in photography way back on a film camera where I had to develop my own film, go into the dark room and print my own images. So I am when I say I'm a photographer, I consider myself a true photographer. And not to say that photographers who don't do that or have that experience aren't. It just to me kind of sets me apart in understanding what it means to take images. When you have to take an image and you don't know what it's going to look like until you're in the dark room, I feel like it changes the experience of what it means to be a photographer slash artist. Um, so yeah, I started that back right out of high school in 2001 and have um, shifted from just quote unquote, like taking pictures to being intentional about how the pictures that I take tell a story, whether it be, um, I'm really big on like taking like confidence shoots. That's not really what I call them, but I like to take pictures of people who feel like they're not beautiful or feel like they're unworthy or feel like they can't, um, they're un- they're not photogenic. I absolutely love partnering with my makeup artists and getting them to look their best with the tools of makeup and then taking images of them and then looking at their picture and saying, oh my gosh, this is what I look like. And I'm like, yes, this is how I see you as um, a creative. And then with that, I've transitioned to also tell stories for businesses. So small businesses who want to be able to like share their brand, but don't really know how to capture those images, taking behind the scenes of them doing the work or capturing moments that help tell the story. Again, the journalist side of me wants to get stories told. Um, So I do a lot of that in my photography as well. But my absolute favorite thing to do is beauty shoots where you're like, it's definitely some makeup, but you're kind of stripped down and it's just you, me and some lighting. And I show you how you can truly be beautiful with the simplest things. Um, But those are, yeah, photography is my passion. It's my heart. I've had a camera since I was a little girl and using those as creative tools to show people who they can truly be through an image and then how a company can also grow through an image. Awesome. Alika, I think that is phenomenal because I realized that the brands that win are the ones who can really tell the story, right? And paint that picture so that you can really, you know, see it and you can feel the story, you get it. And so what are some ways that brands can go about doing that, whether they're a beauty brand or whatever, what are some ways that they can tell their story? Absolutely. Um, I think what's big that I like to do for my brands is capture behind the scenes. So there's behind the scene moments of what you're doing, physically doing, whether it's a physical product and it's you making the product that you create, if you're making it from scratch or taking that product and packaging it up to um, the, the creative mind behind it. So like I've worked with some artists where we're showing them like kind of freehand, free drawing something and how it comes to this final images. So the stages of what that looks like. And then of course, this pretty, 
prompt picture of to be able to sell the item. But I think like through journalism, when you use words and images to truly tell a story, that's the best thing that you can do. And when you have a photographer who understands who you are and who your brand is, they can capture those images in a way that you may not be able to on your own or, you know, somebody who's just focused on the product itself versus the history and the true meaning behind the brands. So I think that is super helpful as a photographer. And then also uh, taking time to get to know people. So when I am not working with brands themselves, I really like to have conversations with the people that I'm gonna photograph, whether it's just simply for a headshot, uh, for family portraits or whatever. I wanna know who you are because I feel like I can capture better images when I have a better idea of who you are versus it's like, all right, I booked a session, taking my pictures and go home. By having a conversation with you, being able to make you laugh, um, knowing who you are, I feel like I can capture that. I know um, in Native American culture, they believe like when you take a picture, um, if I'm not mistaken, it's like almost capturing a piece of your soul or a piece of your spirit. And I believe that is true. Like when I take a really good picture of you, it's a form, it's a um, form of capturing that amazing moment. Great, great. I love. I never thought of it that way, but like capturing a piece of their spirit or a piece of them. Yeah, I think I think that's definitely interesting for sure. Great. So tell us, you know, I know you've been on your entrepreneurial journey for a long time, but not full time. But you still were an entrepreneur, you know, doing photography and all the things you do with your blog. But what has been the biggest lesson that you've learned thus far on your entrepreneurial journey? Um, for me, that I'm gonna fail. Something isn't gonna work. I'm going to forget to hit send on a scheduled post. I'm going to forget to follow up to an email. I am going to send somebody their pictures past the deadline that I told them. I'm going to create a head wrap that no one likes, and it's going to be hard to sell. Like failure is inevitable, but failure doesn't mean like stop. Failure doesn't mean give up. Failure doesn't mean it wasn't good enough. It just means that particular thing that you quote unquote failed in is a tool that you can use to be better. And that was super hard for me because I'm, I, I kind of have a, a type A personality, a little bit of a perfectionist where it's like, I only want to put out the best. So by the time I put it out, I think that it's perfect. And then when someone's like, mm, I don't like this, it's like, oh, I messed up. I have to quit everything. So I think for me, just recognizing that a form of failure is inevitable and doing the self-work to get past it and to learn from that, I think is like huge. Yeah, I, I learned that lesson <clears throat> recently. Um, not to say I didn't know you, I would fail, but nobody wants to fail and you don't really want to think about it. And I had an experience. It was interesting because I've had much success before, but this particular time just didn't go according to plan. And I really had to do the work this time because I think I put my all into it. Like you said, that type A personality, perfectionist, right? So when it didn't work the way I would have liked it to work, I really internalized that thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of people do that. And I really had to do the work and I really had to separate what I do from who I am. I realize that I am a human and I'll make mistakes and that's okay. And I learn from that and just move on. And that doesn't mean I can never do that act or task again, you know, but now I can go at it at, from a different experience level or a different viewpoint because I've experienced it before. But I love that you shared that because that happens. And sometimes, you know, I know there's a lot of people that I talk to and I'm coaching them and I'm like, you need to 
post on social media more. Like you need to get, that's the way you're going to get your brain out. You need to show up. You need to be present. And I think a lot of times what happens is, is we're looking at everybody else and we're comparing ourselves and we're thinking they have it so perfect. So we don't want to put anything out that isn't perfect. And we're working so hard trying to get it perfect that it's really stopping us from progressing and doing anything. So stop comparing yourself to what you see on social media or what you see other people do and just do what works for you yeah. and put it out there perfect or not perfectly imperfect or whatever if it's something great that is needed it'll be okay like I remember I had the wackiest video that I posted I just wanted to get a message out of it wasn't the greatest quality and all those things but I got my point across and I had the most dms and emails from people that connected with that particular message and like I said, it wasn't all polished this particular day. I just didn't have it all together. But I had a message to share and I didn't allow me not having it 100% perfect, not sharing that message. And I'm glad I didn't because it would have maybe, maybe it, it would have not helped the people that it did help. And it would have not served its purpose if I had to just waited for it to be perfect. Mm-hmm. So stop waiting for everything to be perfect and just put things out there and keep trying. If if you fail, you're going to fail, but just fail and learn from it and fail again, right? Because that's what's going to happen in life and in business for sure. Yeah. So one, a couple of mantras that I have is like fail forward, do it afraid. So I do a lot of things terrified. I hit send and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I just did right. that. Um, so do it afraid, fail forward. And then um, for me, which is was huge is done is better than perfect. So there's a I lot of it. stuff that in the last year that I've put out that has just been done. It's not perfect. I have the time I can't stand it. And it were it goes over so much better than the thing that I spent six months working on and put mm-hmm. out there and got no love for it. I think about uh, in my photography journey, there was a project that I really, really wanted to do. And I put it out there and it literally went nowhere. And it's still to this day my favorite project and I'm um, contemplating re-releasing it and maybe putting a spin on it. And it's like, no one cared. And I was, it was, it was like my baby. I was so excited about it. And then I'll just post a picture of like, I don't know, just a good picture that I've taken and get so much love. So I've learned even with that, like some things I'm putting out there for me just because I want to, and some things I'm putting out there to truly help and hopefully engage others to, you know, do something that they love. You know, I thought about something where you were talking and So my husband's a photographer as well. And I've been on many photo shoots as a makeup artist in the past myself and working on all of those things on set and everything with photographers. And one thing I noticed was one time we were doing a photo shoot for my brand and we were trying to get the perfect image. Mm -hmm. And when when it came down to it, you know, we may have had a hundred pictures and we're trying to get like this perfect image and when he when we looked through the roll of, of film and all the pictures that he had taken, the perfect image was the first picture that he took. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the first one. But we second guess and you take all of these, not to say you don't take more pictures or whatever, but I think we do that all the time. My mother used to say, follow your first mind because it's usually always right, right? And it just made me think about that. Like a lot of times we we're overthinking things, we're over creating things, but that first picture was the money shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every, like, I feel like more times than not, my test shots turn out better than the shots that I actually like try to perfect. So <laughs> right. that's a whole, I feel like that's a whole word in and of itself. Like you said, like continue to do the work 
just realize probably the first one that you've done is going to be the best. And that's in almost anything, right? The first article that you wrote, you know, the first blog post that you put out there, the first prototype of a product that you've created. Nine times out of 10, the first one is the one people love the most. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, great, great. Well, Alika, girl, I could talk to you all day. I love chatting with you and everything. But can you share with everybody how they can connect with you and find you? Absolutely. So uh, three different ways to connect on uh, Facebook, Instagram, or my website is naturally ACT, and that's N-A-T-U-R-A-L-L-Y, excuse me, um, ACT. So naturally ACT, and that's .com or Instagram, Facebook and Pinterest. And then same thing for Wrapped by ACT, wrappedbyact.com, at wrappedbyact on Instagram and Facebook or Pinterest. And then um, ACT Photo Media is my photography and actphotomedia.com or at ACT Photo Media on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. So those are three ways. I'm on Twitter, but not really. Um, so I don't, you know, I'm not, I feel like I'm not clever enough for Twitter. I feel like Twitter, Twitter people are super clever. Um, but yeah, definitely connect to me, depending on if you want to learn more about my journey as how I use, uh, fashion and beauty to overcome depression and sadness. Or if you would like to follow me as a photographer or book me as a photographer. And then of course, if you want to learn about head wraps, I do one-on-one sessions to help people learn how to tie them properly and to get some more history. And yeah, that's it. Great, great. Well, I'll make sure all of that information is in the show notes. Check out Alika Thrash, everybody. As always, stay great and you're out. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast today. Make sure you subscribe. Check us out on Apple Podcasts and leave a review. I want to hear from you. Email me at info at businessbeautynetwork.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at I am Brandy Taylor and Facebook at I am Brandy Taylor. I want to connect with you, so let's stay connected. And remember that all things are possible if you only believe. Stay great.